72 Dreamers are on their way to Brum and we have liftoff for the 22nd Commonwealth Games. We do indeed, Hazel. And it's so great to hear the story of young Birmingham lads like Kadal Akhbudali. Really, really is the second city of England. Of course, for his hopes and dreams, he went on to represent the refugee team at the World Athletics Championships in London in 2017 racing. Thank you, Andrew, for finally mentioning refugees. We haven't spoken about refugees here since we mentioned Kadal Akhbudali one second ago. Down in our houses, our villages, our cities, and our countries. Now we can travel again and meet up in new neighbourhoods. In fact, we're building a new neighbourhood here. How's this for a courtyard of the Commonwealth? really is perfect scene in Birmingham here. Weird flying houses, strange dancing, celebrating the United Nations refugees, Kadal Valley. This really does say the Commonwealth Games. It really does. Tower of Birmingham now. Sorry, I mean the Tower of Babel. Weird drummer, purple, strange graffiti. Lovely to see the crowd looking stunned and bewildered in the background as the satanic ritual continues on in front of the beautiful Tower of Babel. Hello and good evening. My name is Josh. I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. With folks who provide the method of the madness, reason and the unreasonable makes sense that it answers because this is okay. Hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing this evening? Fantastic. How are you guys doing? Dude, okay. First, first I have que a question about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. that that was just somebody doing commentary over a real video, but please tell me that there was yes. just some super based announcer that like just had a breakdown and couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> no, that was a, a parody uh, of what was happening, but the the ritual was still satanic. Though I do have to well, tell you, obviously, it was not. <laughs> we have to do a Satan worship uh, ceremony every time we like open a tunnel in like Denmark. So of course we have to do right. it for the commonwealth games <laughs> i mean was was the ritual successful uh i, I think is, it is was. satan appeased oh thank god for, i mean for the moment you know thanks satan <laughs> yeah hell satan <laughs> dude my back is fucking killing you're gonna be killing me this show what happened aaron i shattered my computer chair so i have to be hunched over in a tall dining chair stool and I have to carry the show. Both of those at the same time will be fucking impossible on my back right now. Uh, you poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Jeez, Aaron. And I would think that you would have to be a lot heavier to start breaking chairs like that. Nope. Just retarded. <laughs> I just have to lean back on one leg of my computer chair at a time and wait for it to shatter because I'm a child and I can't stop leaning back until i'm tilted back like i le i'm always like sitting at the point of where you're gonna fall you know what I mean? like, like teetering <laughs> on that edge I, I can't help it i've done it forever it's like biting my nails i can't it's like i can't stop well if you would like to call in and talk about how much of a, a retard aaron is you can call <laughs> at 1-833-666-911 again that's 1-833-666-0911 bam perfect every time Okay, are you guys <laughs> are you guys ready to join a new religion? I mean, it's not a new religion, but the parallels are uncanny. Yeah, I mean, like we're, we're done with the satanic ritual. I'm ready for the next. Who who are we sacrificing to today? <laughs> Take your pick, anybody you want. So, Owen turned Owen Benjamin turned me on to this one, and it 
is kind of such a spooky parallel that it's like it's hilarious may i interest you in our, our lord and savior science because we have a new religion for you it's called climate change oh thank fucking christ uh, finally i believe josh and i are already in this cult <laughs> so we've obviously made fun of climate change a whole bunch on here but i would like to point to the parallels between climate change and how it's presented to us and basically how we were taught like medieval like medieval insane religions were like think dark ages christianity how that was taught to you in school and i and climate change is like a one-to-one ratio exactly how they told you medieval christianity was I, I remember teachers trying to tell me how bad the Dark Ages were, uh, but they never really sunk home what actually made it bad. Could Josh, can you remind can someone <laughs> remind me? <laughs> right? I remember just being told that the Dark Ages were bad. Well, it basically they would say like no one's allowed to read but the priests. Priests are the the priests hold all the knowledge. Oh, that's right. They restricted all the art. They restricted who t- like could read and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I it was just that. peasant families just getting whipped and having to chisel fucking just cathedrals for like eight hundred years. Yeah, the, the priests were financially corrupt too. I mean, that's that's a big uh, departure from the priests you know today. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, these these uh, the priests, aka scientists, are not corrupt at all. They're not uh, in any way influenced by wealth. So think about it this way with climate change. So. The overall, the most general, simplistic way we can talk about climate change is that the sun, a.k.a. Satan, is going to overheat the earth, and it grows stronger as carbon grows, a.k.a. sin. Think of carbon as sin, a one-to-one correlation, and the sun feeds on your sin to destroy you. Yes, because even children have a carbon footprint. You are born into sin. <laughs> you are. You have an innate. You are born into. It. You have an you have innate your, your carbon, carbon footprint. footprint. You cannot make your carbon. You cannot make your foot carbon footprint zero. So you are hell. You can. You could even add up the the carbon <laughs> footprint of the the food your mother ate while you were in the womb. You contributed to that. Exactly. Put it down on the burden of guilt. Is there some way I can pay the scientists a bunch of money for indulgences? I mean, carbon credits and uh, absolve me of my carbon sins. Uh, of course, not you can pay the donation. No, not the scientists themselves. You can pay the donation box. You have to do it to yeah. the government. Do you pay <laughs> money to the donation box? To you pay the priests. You pay the government so that they can give priests money to purge the world of carbon, aka sin. Sin. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I love I love it so far. Of course. <laughs> no, I'll say I just I just saw something today. The the Great Barrier Reefs are at their the higher highest coverage of coral in the last 40 years. Uh it's working. So, so we're we're paying off paying off our sin one billion dollar check at a time. Thank you Elon and selling your carbon credits. Thank God <laughs> for that because paying Elon to pollute is saving the world. Um of course, every good religion has an apocalypse, by the way. You know, where the world is underwater. Where it just gets destroyed because of our sin. You know, we sin so much that God has to purge the earth, or, or Satan in this case, has to purge the earth 
because of its like with sin. a great flood. Of yeah. course. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah with a makes great sense. Yeah, you would. That perfectly matches up with, uh, you know, these religious documents. <clears throat> yeah. No, but but like with with revelations, does this come with the second coming of Al Gore? <laughs> <laughs> I think our savior is on his way. That's that's like there, there's always a you know a silver lining to any good apocalypse. Oh well, and the second coming is when we can download all of our brains into computers, obviously that run on solar panels. Right, and then we can be carbon <laughs> footprint lists. That's the only way you can ascend. Just asleep when it's cloudy, or uh... <laughs> that's the only way you can ascend into this transient state is that you can become one with a computer where you aren't carbon anymore. That's the only way to get to heaven. That is heaven. Your brain is just electronic signals. I, mean, I feel I mean, like I think I think I can speak for Bob in this instance as well. Uh, I think we're sold. Like, how do we? What do we do? How do, how do, how do we, we transcend? Up? Who do I pay to transcend? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> as much as as much as we the you know the science appreciators uh, enjoy. Steminist. Enjoy your enthusiasm. <laughs> I think you do need to know a few more of these tenets. So, okay, okay, just as like a religion might have a special diet, like kosher food or something along those lines, we have our own diet. It's veganism. Did you know that you leave less of a carbon? You're more morally superior if you are a vegan and you actually help combat climate change. Altruism does take sacrifice. Speaking of sacrifice, <laughs> oh, no. the more babies that you abort, and if you don't have children, you actually are saving the environment. You can be raised in levels almost like Scientology. Like you can achieve a higher level by by telling people on the internet how you chose not to have children, and that makes you a better person. Did you know? So I just learned this uh, back in like the seventies and eighties. Uh, people, they there was like an ad campaign in America that that said get. Uh, get snipped for the planet. It was telling men to get vac or uh, <clears throat> not vaccinated. I guess it would work the same way. But <laughs> well, vasectomy. the vaccine is holy water, obviously. Right. <laughs> they they were telling people to get snipped for to save the planet. That was like years ago, and people actually did it. People were lining up to to do it. So that's not like well, that's because they're better than you. Of. Yeah, they're part of the right. really. I mean, honestly, be being vaccinated. And and going around bragging about it is like the same as being baptized into this type into this religion. I mean, <laughs> being vac- vaccinated is like going to mass and taking Eucharist every week. It's it's you you if you have to you know, observe the Lord's day That's and do it every accurate, single week. It's <laughs> way more accurate. <laughs> uh, I was gonna make a Baptist joke in regards to what Aaron said, but I think it's uh, we're past that. Well, I don't want to. Throw any low punches here? Well, and obviously in this religion, that God is the idea of science, right? God is science. And his priests are scientists. That is your priests. And then you can have like arch, you know, you get like archbishops to come along every once in a while, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, very famous priest. This is like a Mother Teresa figure in this, in this new age, awesome <laughs> religion. Is this not... Does this not exactly? It's it's, no, it's, it's exactly it's a medieval religion, dude. It, you persecute if if there's unbelievers, you must persecute them. You must. Yeah, you shun them. You you actually take things from them, prosecute them legally. 
exactly and and punish them for their their crimes their heresy yeah you have crimes against the church if they want to buy carbon you got to tax it because that they got to pay a penalty for their sin in fact well let's just call it a sin tax why not (laughs) carbon is sin it's it's perfect this is a perfect religion and you're constantly sinning every breath you take it's a sin i love it it's amazing yeah do you want to guys want to hear yeah. a doomsday prophecy from this uh, new religion? <clears throat> I would love to. I get excited yes. when I hear these things. Never before in human history have we been richer, more advanced, more powerful. And yet, we feel overwhelmed in the face of rapid climate change. It seems simple on the surface. Greenhouse gases trap energy from the sun and transfer it to our atmosphere. This leads to warmer winters, harsher summers. Dry places become drier and wet places wetter. Countless ecosystems will die while the rising oceans swallow coasts and the cities we build on them. So why don't we just, like, prevent all of that? Why don't we? That's a great idea. Let's start with that idea. Why doesn't everyone become Christian? Of course, not everyone can (laughs) see the truth. Not, Not everyone can see the truth of our climate change religion, so we must proselytize. Oh my god. I mean so, some some would argue that, you know, the uh, Allah, the god of the m- m- Muslims is the same god of Christian as Christianity. Like It I, is. You don't necessarily right. need to worship the 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 exact same climate change science as us to still be contributing <laughs> towards I I see a look on your face. I'm just you so you're sounding a lot like the Hebrew version of climate change. <laughs> <laughs> Josh does look the part. <laughs> so, so I mean, why, why did I mean we did did we prevent it successfully? No, of course not. We have to, uh, you know, we have to follow the tenets of climate change. We have to make all of these sacrifices. You can't have children. If you have children, you are creating more carbon. Sixty tons worth of carbon over his lifespan. So every Every child you have, you're responsible for 60 tons of carbon that have gone just into the world. That much sin. 60 tons of sin, Josh. Can you even imagine how much sin that is? Dude, oh my that's God, like you're actually slightly more than I can like actually conceptualize in my head. So it seems like an, an insane, unfathomable amount to me right now. When they put that's, you... Oh, wow. I just, I just feel bad already. Like, and I, I haven't even like decided to have kids. I just feel bad already. When you put the... When you get put into the computer they're gonna put however many kids you have they're gonna put 60 tons of carbon on your back like atlas holding up the world <laughs> for all of eternity it that? is a little it's like, it's years in purgatory who yeah who's it's, the guy that is... rolls the stone up the hill constantly and it just rolls back down sisyphus sisyphus yes you're gonna be sisyphus rolling a carbon a ton a 60 ton boulder of carbon up a up a hill and it just rolls back down whenever you get to the top that's your that's going to be your eternity when they put you in the computer. They're going to tell you it's all great, but really they're going to make you pay for your sins for all eternity. <laughs> That's hell. You know, it is um, reassuring to know exactly and to quantify how much sin I have. I think that's really, in a way, because, you know, you can see a goal to that and you could in that go- you could get to a good medium point. You know what I mean? You could set your life to adjust for that. You can lower your carbon credit and make up for the carbon that you've already consumed. So once you do all the good that you can, you kill yourself. What? Afterwards, what? right? Yeah, of course. 
<laughs> so you <laughs> one one good thing about the this video i will say is that they have figured out to make the to tell that their doomsday prophecy is exactly as many years away as human beings live they're like uh like uh 70 <laughs> 80 years from now it'll definitely all blow <laughs> Not these, not these false prophets like Al Gore that said it would all be done in 2010. <laughs> right, right. They they they've been missing the mark. They got it. They got it off the mark quite a few times leading up to this point. They're like, let's let's push it back an entire lifetime. Yeah, that's how you become a real religion. You got to say that. Well, it's the end times, probably about a hundred years from now. You can't say that you have a date for the apocalypse. It's like next month because then you're just a. Then you're just you don't you can't be taken seriously. You're like a weird culty Wait. sect of climate change. Yeah, that, that worked for that uh the the Robert uh, Fellowship of Friends guy th- th- though, right? <laughs> well, he, he, he predicted doomsdays every year. Well, it works and for still had gay sex with him. Yeah, yeah, it works for the <laughs> it works for these false guys too. They get they still get money from their weird cult following that says the world's going to end in 2012 because of uh, climate change. Remember that religious movie, Day After Tomorrow. Where every weather happens yes. for some reason. That was a great one. Classic religious that, movie that right up there with Passion of the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I refer to it more of like a Noah's Ark adventure. <laughs> where they didn't build the Ark or find it. They just kind of. <laughs> do, you, do you guys want to hear about at least what we could, you know, stop eating? Let's let's hear about the religious food of our new our new religious, our new lord and savior, science. Or die. We will soon need to feed 10 billion people, and we don't know how to do that without emitting greenhouse gases. Because of the nature of modern food production that requires fertilizers or manure, it's impossible to have zero emissions food. Rice alone emits so much methane each year that it practically equals the emissions of all the air traffic in the world. What's worse is that the foods we like the most emit the most. 57% of food emissions come from... The best part about this this is is, the graphics. This is... This is psycho. Go on. Oh, dude. I mean, they just literally said that rice is killing the world because it's releasing methane. And he said it methane because he's a stupid Brit. But... (laughs) (laughs) I can... If you think that's worse than cow farts, right? Like, if you think that rice is contributing to killing the planet, you're in a cult. You're in a fucking cult, dude. You are in a religion. That is a religious belief based purely on faith and zero amount of evidence. Right. And then, and what about these infographics that you were saying? Dude, the graphics are the funniest because they keep showing every time they show like many these a bunch of things contribute to. Uh, greenhouse gases they always put a cow in it like there's always a cow somewhere <laughs> they have some cute pigs though too to be fair dude the graphics are insane you were gonna learn about meat here we gotta learn about how meat is the worst okay the most 57 percent of food emissions come from animal-based foods although they make up only 18 percent of the world's calories and 37 percent of its protein and as people across the world grow richer, they want more meat. Traditional diets in most cultures were primarily plant-based with a little meat on top. Why? But with the rise of industrial... Yeah, why and what type of societies that had more protein? Did something happen to those societies? Did Hunt, they Hunter-gatherer. Maybe... Gatherer. We were mostly hunter-gatherer. There is never... We have never been a 
mostly plant with a little bit of meat on top. Like, none of our cultures, of all people. Well, uh, no, like, India. India had a lot of... It's been, like, primarily... Because, like, they don't eat the cows. They they eat other meats and stuff like that. But they largely eat a lot of vegetables. Like, that's true for, like, India. Dude, they eat so much chicken and shit there, though. They eat tons of meat there. Right, but, like... Per person, they eat a lot less meat than, like, the average American would or something. Or, like, an average Chinese person would. Okay. Well, okay. So, every culture except for the ones stuck in the jungle behind the mountains (laughs) no one could get around. And they didn't eat meat because their meat there can kill them because it's just Bengal tigers coming out and fucking them up. Like, (laughs) Plus, it's, like, beautiful, rich, like, fertile land to grow, like... Uh, they say that if you drop like a fruit on the ground, there'll be like a fruit tree there within a year. But imagine how much methane that produces, or oh I'm sorry, God. methane. I mean, I, I I don't think we need to <laughs> d- debate historical diets. I think we just need to come to the terms of the point that we'll never be as pious as our ancestors. Yeah. Right, right, guys? Well, they did have a lower carbon footprint and less sin. It's a more complex world out there. It's It's actually <laughs> the end of days. <laughs> I saw that cartoon graphic. Now. The city was completely underwater. I mean, that's happened, right? right? Yeah. That's ha- has it happened we're, at we're least screwed. one time, right? They have proof of that of a city. I mean, that's just... like a Sodom. That's like a Sodom and Gomorrah situation, except it's Miami because uh, they elected DeSantis again. Like you know, that's just how things go. Uh, it's oh my god, it's so crazy. <laughs> like we we have like one example, which is New Orleans, and that's because they built it under sea level. <laughs> not because of rising Correct. oceans <laughs> <laughs> that in atlantis well, which is totally real it could be could be all right let's continue industrial style meat production and factory farming meat has become a staple food a regular indulgence in developed countries and a symbol of status and wealth in developing countries today about 40 percent of the world's habitable land is used for meat production in some form or another the size of North and South America combined. This is land we could otherwise allow native ecosystems to regrow, like forests in the Amazon, and suck carbon out of the atmosphere, but instead, most of it is used to feed animals. The available solutions are uniquely able to make everybody on the political spectrum, rich or poor, unhappy. Meat is highly emotional and there are a lot of whataboutism arguments floating around, like comparing it to the worst sources of emissions. In the end, it's pretty simple. Eating less meat alone won't stop climate change, but we also can't stop climate change without eating less meat. Wow. The holistic solution. (laughs) Did you notice that they... How they slide in fake stats, by the way, just by paying attention to their language, because they go, 40% of the world's land is uh, contributes to meat production in one way or another. What does that mean? In it's, one way or another? In a one way or another. <laughs> like, does a guy's house who eats meat contribute to meat production because he's increasing demand? Like... That is not. That is a complete lie. That is, we do not have forty percent of our land producing meat. That is not true. I mean, we, I wouldn't be surprised if it is a large percentage because, uh, for, um, for a lot of animals, for let's say cows specifically, a lot of that is grazing land where you kind of just need grass growing there, and it's uh, either not great to grow other crops or you know you're rotating crops, whatever. But, um, like there, there are reasons why there are 
wider properties of land for producing meat and yeah, but they're not bad these, reasons. These properties aren't just like dense forests in the first place. Like there was never a forest there. They were always like grasslands. Exactly. Flat, can't grow anything. There's no natural water there that doesn't come around. It's just like a normal fucking field that these cows are grazing on. Like okay. nothing else is going to grow there. What the fuck are they no, talking about? The world about? was literally 90% for America when it was colonized by the the Spanish and the British and the French was literally 90% forest. But got, until... Bob, go to their go to that graphic with the percentages. Um there we go. Okay, so just over half of the land on Earth, I just looked it up, is completely wilderness and undeveloped. Well, th- this is habitable land, so... Oh, oh sorry, that, that I, mispre- I I didn't know what you were going to say. Keep going. Well, it's completely undeveloped land, so they're not counting desert, but they're still saying that all of North America and South America, that much land is meat and dairy production, but already half or more is is completely undeveloped. And so they're saying that... 80% of our developed land, 80% is meat production. That's false. That is right. not true. They're just lying. Like, that is not true. And 11.5% is crops, and only 1% is urban, I guess. But, like, ha- the other that half of our land is makes... not food growing. Right. Um. What's also weird is that they were saying that they need to switch meat and dairy production land over to forests and crops but they say the crops are also a contributor because of the pesticides and the manure that they have to use and the fertilizer that they have to use that's another damaging effect it oh jesus that's why if you make more forests bob then the forest can suck the carbon out of the air uh i see so if if we all kill each other if we all kill ourselves like a jim jones kool-aid cult because we're not a religion in climate change. We just kill ourselves, don't have kids. We can stop sin from entering the world. <laughs> a small price to pay, really. Right. No, I totally agree. We, we, we have to do it. something. We can't we just stand... We can't just stand idly by and let the Great Flood take us all again. I think we should build a tower, reach it up as high <laughs> as we can to avoid the flood. And potentially reach space. If we could farm, let's. I like where this is going. We have a tower that goes to space. We farm on that, so the carbon doesn't make it into our habits. It's already in space. We asteroid farm right. from the top of the tower. Right. Nothing could go wrong. This is not a religion. <laughs> oh shit! I just I just looked all across the world and I couldn't find any architects or craftsmen up to the task of. Uh, <laughs> Of, of of a tower this grand have, have they what a shame. tried so it looks a like we lost that technology yeah have they tried <laughs> well, it looks like we lost that technology shut up aaron <laughs> we all we need is uh some horses and buggies and some copper chisels and we are on our way wait, wait. buggies like draw uh with wheels i i don't i think that's a bit too much <laughs> we don't we're not gonna have any native americans help us don't worry about josh <laughs> Uh, when God switches all of our languages about, we're going to get, like, Native American something. <laughs> Hopefully switches them all to English or I'm fucked. <laughs> but, yeah, that was just, I wanted awesome. to just make that correlation. Short topic, but it is one-to-one exactly how they describe medieval Christianity. 
Well, yeah, especially like the not able to question it thing. Like there's so many people out there where it's like, well, the doctor said this. They said this. So I'm going to do this. And you're not smarter than a doctor. Our scientist priests have, they, they are the only ones that understand God slash science. And they will tell you, you know, you don't know. You don't talk to God. You don't talk to right. science like they do. They are the only <laughs> ones that understand. You don't even understand the formulas, man. Kill the unbelievers. <laughs> I mean, uh, ho- hopefully, optimistically, I- I'd like to believe that we're just going through a dark age of science, you know, similar to the dark ages and religion. And we'll, we'll come out of it, you know, uh, in sort of enlightenment type environment coming up in you know 10 20 years and uh when we finally go back to the moon that'll be the the coming of the new era and we'll be able to uh you know get past the these these antiquated religious structures dude wait till they find out that how good moon soil is for growing bugs then we're gonna be saved oh my god (laughs) the coming of jesus in our second moon landing elon elon is jesus elon is our prophet you know that right is he I'm imagining just like a moon of just full of like a cloud of locusts and then just flies around the atmosphere just eating planets. <laughs> we just have a mealworm farm that's like a whole moon. It's just mealworms. Wait, but where are we going to get the dead bodies to harvest to, to grow the mealworms in? Uh, that, that one's going to have to stay on Earth. Just abor- Planned Parenthood. Just yeah. Abortions <laughs> to the moon to, for the mealworms to eat. To appease it. <laughs> yeah. well, we get a space elevator. What a utopia. Carbon nanotubes. <laughs> yeah. So for our next topic, uh, I have very sad news. A friend of the show uh, faces over a dozen charges in connection with quadruple homicide. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, <laughs> An Ohio man accused of fatally shooting four of his neighbors has been charged with eight counts of uh, aggravated murder, authorities say. So, uh, Stephen Stephen Marlowe, Stephen Marlowe, 39 years old, he went out. uh, He's been, he's had some things going on. These people were stalking him relentlessly at all hours of the day, randomly throughout his entire life. Uh, He had terrible finally put up with it and he decided to take things into his own hands and we actually have a little video it's sort of like um uh an update of what was happening with him hey guys um so mom dad kevin Carey, brendan um i just want you to know i love you more than you will ever know um i could not have asked for a better family what you cannot comprehend is that we have been attacked by this weapon our entire lives, and the attack against me personally is one of the most vicious attacks a human being um, has ever faced. I have tolerated the most inhumane torture in hopes that the FBI and CIA would come to my defense, but they have failed to come to my aid. My only hope is that you come to understand what has happened here. When the world realizes what has happened, there will be justice, but I cannot sit by and be a victim any longer, and I refuse to sit by and do nothing while my nieces and nephews and the rest of my family are operated on with mind control. Our thoughts are not private. It is disgusting and it is cruel. I will be launching the first counterattack against mind control in human history. I want to be very clear, this will not be an active shooting event. I will be executing some of the people responsible for activating shooters. Um, If I happen to survive, please visit me in prison, if only to see the same man you have always known, rather than the victim of some mental disorder that does not exist. 
What you may not understand is that I will gladly die to expose this, and I will gladly die to help one other victim discover the truth of what has happened. If I can help another targeted individual fight back against telepathy, then the sacrifice will be well worth it. To any TIs who read this, understand that your attackers use the form of ventriloquism I describe in the paper to move your thoughts, but your thoughts can also move their mouths. To my friends in Chicago, Lexington, Dayton, and all over the world, get this email out to everyone you know. The most horrific weapon ever made is being used on human beings, and if you ever learn the truth, you will understand what I did here to protect myself and my family. Get this out to other TIs, other voice hearers, so the world has a chance to fight back. Um, to my family, especially my nieces and nephews, I want you to understand that what I do here, I do for your future, and hope that you can live a life free of mind control. I love you guys. Uh, Bob, I, th- I thought we always played voicemails at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know, this this touched me personally. I feel really bad. Um for, as another targeted individual, uh, I, I feel oh, that's what speaking TI for all of us for. here. Okay. <laughs> does, Jesus Christ. Does anybody know who he shot? Do we have that? Uh, yes. I, I think they were just random people in his neighborhood. The victims. A, a married couple as well as a mother and her teenage daughter. Yeah. Man An 18-year-old girl was one of the people he thought was 15. mind-controlling him? 15? 15. 15-year-old. Jesus. Right. She was implanting these ideas in his head. She just went out and, you know, too short of shorts and too revealing of top and uh, controlled his mind. It was terrible. Right. Almost forced him to do terrible things, but thank God he, he acted before it was too late. Well, he's clearly it's... terrible. He fucking, he did that whole speech that everyone got to listen to and he didn't even shout out, okay, hear me out. <laughs> that would have been a great plug. I know. <laughs> well... <laughs> he's uh, definitely a listener. <laughs> Guys, next time we'll give you a uh, a cue card. We'll we'll mail you a cue card. <laughs> we'll I mean, have an ad like read on okay, it. Okay, hear me out. I'm being gang stalked. They're controlling my mind. I'm gonna uh, fight back. I'm controlling their lips with my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get all of. I, this is not an active shooter drill. I've gotten my targets from eight three three six six zero nine one one. They're constantly. The number's like not that hard to remember, is it? Like, (laughs) is it? (laughs) No. (laughs) Josh, shut up. (laughs) So yeah, the guy clearly schizophrenic. He actually he reminds me a lot of um uh what's that guy's name? Sounds like a made up disease to me. Uh, what's the guy who created Temple OS? Terry. I have no idea. Terry Davis. Terry Davis. Terry Terry Davis. Yeah. He very much reminded me of Terry Davis, like, right before, you know, like, in, in his collapse, like, in, in, like, the later stages of his life, or life and live streams. But, absolutely terrifying. Um, schizo as shit, so. He had, like, really, he had, like, chick eyes. Did you, did you notice that? His eyes are, were so, like, almond-shaped and, like, bright. He looked, but they're, like, kind of, what? looked retarded. No, look at his video that he, like... His eyes were like real yeah. bugged well, he, out. I mean, he was reading a script. Like he was, he yeah, was staring yeah, at his computer screen, reading a script. Correct. Is that all it was? Because they, his eyes were real big. He looked like a Disney princess. I, I think it, it might have just been the angle. No, he has. I think really lush like eyelashes. Yes, huge eye. Yeah, his real big eyelashes. Yeah. Looks what like the, what he the fuck is going on right on. now? <laughs> Stop staring at this guy's dreamy eyes or whatever. 
Get on with the show. He told me to say it with his telepathy. (laughs) From jail. Except there's a 13-year-old girl next door that I have to fucking shoot in the face because she's another one. (laughs) She she might activate someone to become an active shooter. That's the most crazy, like... When I hear a story like this, I want it to be real, but, like, I, like obviously it's not real. But she shot a 15-year-old. Like, 15-year-old girls can't do anything, let alone trigger active shooters. And That's just yeah, insane. Uh, I would assume the average American girl, a 15-year-old girl, doesn't have, like, an inner monologue to mind control anyone with either. <laughs> like, there's nothing That's going on That's why she has there. to hack into other people's brains. It's all right, making sense right. now. Right. So, no, my, my thought really you- is that... Go on. My my thought really is that if if you're going to be gang stalked, at least have a cool story with it. Like I'm being gang stalked by you know the FBI and aliens who are trying to prevent me from releasing this tape that proves the moon landing was false. Like I've heard that story before, and that's like that's actually exciting. Hold this on, is jo- the weirdest just, part. Josh, gun to your head. No, like te- telepathically, I'm telling you to put a gun to your head, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, don't do it. He can't help it. Too late. Activated. I've triggered him. Uh, I took the gun cocking sound off my board. It's <laughs> <laughs> <So> Josh, no. <laughs> fired. We're gonna bring the Duke back for hey, listen to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, but that was the thing because they mentioned in the news report that he actually had reached out to the CIA and FBI and they didn't help. I'm like, what the fuck kind of gang stalker is this? He doesn't, these people, they don't, those are like the first things that they, they accuse of being the perpetrators of this assault, quote unquote, against him, which yeah, was, is, I don't know if you guys I wonder who that. he's saying is doing it. These random people, these random people in his life, like There's he's just literally random just mind control people. No, not random mind-controlled people. Ran- just people that he sees on a day-to-day basis thinking that he's being gang-stalked by him. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, he my said na- they my give neighbors him... are gang-stalking me. They, they're they going to the make house him be at the same active... time every morning. Sorry. Uh, they're going to be an active shooter. They're going to make him become an active shooter with their tele- telepathic orders. And he said right. he had to kill the people that were, given- that were sending telepathic messages to so, him. Oh, here we go. That's good. They The CIA can make it seem like another person is sending the messages that's what happened all right all right bob had to find some way to make this guy the good guy again and it's all the cia's fault we're gonna have to let bobby know employees are just regular people who live in neighborhoods too like we we don't they they don't like say oh the the occupation of this married couple he killed was uh, a dentist and what you know no they could have been the cia agents all along yeah are they agents they never said so. They never said that on the news report. Good call, Josh. Oh, that's true. They must be. <laughs> All four of them. The 82-year-old and the 15-year-old. <laughs> Once you're an agent, you're always an agent. That never changes. This would have been a much more fun story if you didn't just like kill a teenager. <laughs> what the fuck? Sorry. <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's it's funny it's well not funny it's interesting though because like no one's really talking about it even though b- because there's nothing political to attach to it exactly there's no oh th- this guy is a crazy liberal or this guy is a crazy magatard it is this guy 
is a crazy schizophrenic that has probably got to this point in life because of the pharma uh, pharmaceutical industry. That's the real conversation that needed to happen in regard to this guy going on social media, declaring what he's doing, declaring how insane he is. Yeah, you know, if we like, found out what meds he was on, that would have been the yes. conversation they did not want to have. No, I, yes. I think I think what Bob's trying to say is that uh, this guy this guy couldn't afford Prozac, so we we really just need to make some of these drugs more accessible, right? <laughs> he's he's the Walter White of the schizophrenic diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate but that's the way it turns out <laughs> yeah it's fucking crazy it's fucking wild so on that dark note we can skip directly to church you need to know what science discovered you need to know today whether it's face or bones uncovered it's definitely fake and gay Scientists have discovered that wind chimes could detect dark matter. <laughs> science, as religion, science as a religion, just in general. Like, this is how is this different than a dream catcher? Right. Okay. So, I, I dumbed that down, obviously, <laughs> a, just a little bit. But so they came out with this new experiment, and uh, I, I kind of love it. The actual headline is the wind chime experiment could use gravity to hunt for dark matter wind. Oh Someday this could be the first direct probe of dark matter using only gravity. So basically what's happening is that they're measuring gravity on the, they're making this box and inside this box are going to be a, like very highly sensitive, like rods, a uh, very tiny, very, very small and they're going to change for, they're going to eliminate all the vibrations, all the, the reasons why they would move to outside sources and just kind of like isolate it and then wait for gravitational vibrations basically to come through and to get detected in that fashion. And they're trying to make it extra sensitive. So in a way it is like a wind chime, but it's like gravitational wind. Okay, you get it? So that that's what dark matter wind, this it, quote unquote is wind so is? so stupid. What? What do you? What? Oh, okay. Come on. If this is how we define gravity, this is how we figure out the source of gravity. So uh, they're saying that gravity changes because of dark matter winds. Yes. So did you know, according to science, that uh, what was it? Dark matter outweighs physical matter, the matter that we are made up of and that we interact with on a day to day basis. Dark matter outnumbers normal matter by a ratio of eight to one. What what is dark matter even supposed to do? L literally change uh, the way celestial bodies on a massive scale move around. Because everything else works perfectly fine except for the expansion of the universe, basically. They can't explain it and they can't figure out why it's doing it and they can't measure the, the effect that it's happening. So they're saying... There's something wrong with our calculations. We've deduced it to these variables. And now we think it's this thing that we can't account for. And they can't observe this thing Does or measure it. Basically what they do is whenever something isn't reacting the way they think it should, they fill in the missing equation with there must be dark matter that's creating the yes. gravity needed. Because the one thing we will not consider is that our hypothesis is wrong. Correct. Well, instead of 
instead of rewriting the the whole like scripture of science of the religion and starting from like scratch to explain this phenomenon because they're still using classical mechanics basically at this point to determine these movements of like celestial bodies and so instead of rewriting the whole thing to make sense of that scale of, of an event they are trying to like shove in their own be like well it's like this like particle thing that we can't see or observe or we have no evidence of it has to be that but but we have we have the wind chime experiment so we can see and observe it <laughs> oh so they point out <laughs> wait hold on they point out that no experiment thus far has detected dark matter and they're not even hopeful with this one <laughs> well <laughs> I, how, okay, explain to me if if there if gravity changes because of dark matter winds. I just put in show clips, Bob. If you want to pop up for everybody, um, yeah, the picture that I just posted. How does this picture exist if gravity changes? Because they're talking about uh, much smaller changes than would affect even like a feather. Basically, they're talking about such small changes that they're unperceivable. Only right. only perceivable by these super science wind chimes. Got it. Okay. So 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 Bob, this is um maybe a crazy out there theory, but I was watching a video and they were describing how the position of the magnetic north pole changes, and that uh kind of a, a rough you know rough explanation of that is that the the liquid core of the Earth does some sloshing about, <laughs> and uh, that that affects the you know the, the the magnetic fields going through that iron and nickel okay. and whatever. Um, right. W- wouldn't that sloshing about uh, of, of the, that, you know, extreme amount of mass that causes the gravity of earth, wouldn't that cause micro changes, uh, you know, effectively on this little wind chime scale um, here on the surface? W- w- would, that, would that be a possible explanation for uh, potential fluctuations observed in this experiment? Gee, gosh, Golly, Josh, I don't know, but it seems that it would, <laughs> and I don't know how they would account it's for such a thing. It's enough of a gravitational Again. change that it couldn't, you wouldn't even notice a difference in a feather hanging from a string, but these wind chimes will do it, but they won't detect the tectonic plates that we totally tell you are real shifting below it, causing literal earthquakes. That, that it won't detect but it'll detect is, is this a, is this a segue gravitational winds oh my god is there an earthquake thing next <laughs> I hope it, it is but double scientists discover <laughs> you need to know what science discovered you need to know today whether it's space or bones uncovered it's definitely fake and gay A reading from the gospel according to Frida Cryer. <laughs> How balloons could one day detect quakes on Venus. Oh, God. What? Balloons? <laughs> yes, you heard me right, ladies and gentlemen. Balloons. How? Aaron's so mad. <laughs> no, I'm not even. I'm so happy. You know what's so stupid is... Have you noticed how many times they talk about balloon satellites and stuff now? Yeah, it's getting up there. They're it's using got... balloons for a lot of practical things these days. Once people <laughs> were on to the fact that NASA just uses all of the world's helium, 
All of a sudden, well, they're like, they, and they think, remember, it was like article after article. No, it's only for liquid coolant. That's what we use it for is all that. And then they're just like, also, balloon satellites, balloon everything. We can balloon to Mars. We can, like, just every, you know, every time they can use a balloon now, they do. It's crazy. You're like, oh, so you're now you're admitting what you were doing the whole time, but pretending it's a new thing you're doing. Cool. Well, I mean, this is kind of this is kind of a new thing since the helium shortage ended like two or three years ago. <laughs> Wait, hey. sweet. <laughs> Our birthdays are gonna be fucking awesome this year. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> when do you start stealing helium? <laughs> like directly from Breaking Bad, dude. Do, do it like they did. Just Hoarding helium, we'll we'll eventually have yeah. our own zeppelin. It'll be super cool. I can yeah. sell them black market helium to Don Pettit. Yeah, that'd be a <laughs> Yo. I'd watch that show. <laughs> Don Pettit with a squirrely voice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh, tell um, us how balloons on Earth are going to tell us about earthquakes on Venus. I mean, it, so the experiment on Earth was pretty straightforward. Actually, they they have these four balloons floating over the Pacific Ocean, and they have these these big uh, um, what should we call it? big microphones on them where they could read um microphones microphones what's what am i sensors yeah microphones no that's what i'm no that's what i mean My, microphones yeah they're big microphones on them where uh, you know pressure sensors where they can um where they're you know can hear sound that's that's what i mean but um, measure sound but <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing josh <laughs> what's happening right rails. now what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> So, no, I mean, it's nothing special. They just have these big microphones, and earthquakes are just, you know, super low frequency, like, you know, across uh, a quarter of the earth vibrations. So, of course, that's going to vibrate and make sound. Like, it couples with the air make sound. So, yeah, they just, they're detecting that. It's very straightforward. So, how do we get balloons on Venus, then? To And why, okay, wait, hold on. Why are we detecting earthquakes on Venus? <laughs> Well, the although no, the the what? point of that is that so Venus has a super hostile atmosphere. The the atmosphere is super dense, so it's like a hundred times the pressure of Earth to be on there. Um, it's super hot there. They always say it melts lead. It's like what five hundred degrees Celsius or something crazy it like that. It rains lead there apparently. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's melted, so it, I guess it does. Um, and like so, so they can't really just land. Um, uh, throw a lander on the surface of Venus and get measurements of from there to get an idea of what the core is like. But from higher up in the atmosphere, it's relatively safer. They can actually um, have some of the the uh, modules there to take readings. And if they can get an idea of you know fr- from earthquake readings, they can hopefully imply something about the core, something oh. about the actual internals of Venus. That, that's that's what's Hold going on. on they're here. saying they're going to launch a spaceship with balloons on it that they launch out to the air in venus yes i thought you said wait you said the pacific ocean <laughs> with giant microphones that was the test that was that was where the, that was the proof of concept where they did it here they su- did success. it here to test it yeah okay i was about to a i mean it's already stupid even the real story but i thought that you believed <laughs> that they were using big microphones over the pacific ocean to hear <laughs> earthquakes from 24 to 161 million miles away depending on the day for, from being i was like you are i didn't realize you were that retarded but okay it's different <laughs> they're at least pretending to send a spaceship to it 
Yes. I mean, they, they apparently there have been like a ton of Venus. Like, apparently there have been Venus missions since the 60s. Most of them, do they just go in orbit? But the Russians Satellites. have actually... Yeah, yeah. But the Russians have actually landed, um, you know, a couple of their little crafts on Venus. No. Oh. What? Well, should it yeah. just disintegrate and melt? It does. Oh, God. Like, we, like we did a few minutes. It just, it, it's a, they just throw it away. You, none of you That's believe some that Russia very exciting pictures. Landed very a... exciting pictures. Oh, my God. Do they have pictures? Do you have pictures to show us of Venus? Oh, God. I have a, I have a link up, I know. Ah, here we go. Bob, <laughs> wait. Gun to your head before he brings it up. <laughs> no. Not even <laughs> gun to your head. No. <laughs> How fucking bad? No. <laughs> not even a gun to your head. How fucking bad are these pictures about to be, dude? They're going to be the worst pictures you've <laughs> ever horrible. seen. It's going to be like gonna a be gray like... static. It... <laughs> what was that uh, that space launch that you sent from like India where it was like comically animated? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what it's going to look like. It's, dude, there's going to be better. You could get high, better high res like or images of like scrambled porn in the 80s, I bet, than... Then, <laughs> how clear these pictures of Venus are going to be. Look at this bullshit. Oh, oh Josh. What? Oh, it's, they're showing mud. It's just a mud wall. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing. You know when like a tree stump it's, falls it's, over and there's a bunch of mud on the bottom side of it? Like, that's literally what they took a picture of and said, this is Venus. Science is, News, Volume Venus 109. Mud. When did that come out? They're saying that's a photo from Venus. Y- yes. What's what's hard to believe? I mean, other planets are allowed to have mud and rock in them too. It's but. a gas planet. What do you? How did they land it? It's hot as fuck. How did they land a satellite on there? Take that picture and send it back to Earth. Dude, they took the picture, transmitted it, and the the little craft burned up like five minutes later. Like that's. Oh. Not, okay, that's so camera's it. working too hot, but just not too cold. Got it. In all the, right, thanks. In the Church of yes. Science, that satellite is now a martyr. <laughs> It's it's like a prophet. It's bringing us the from the book of Venus in the future. <laughs> oh my yeah, god. I, I hate it, it. It's not yeah, it's not much. And there's not much to go off of. It's just like grainy black and white off it, of a scan from like a news headline. It's grainy black and white and like just somebody took a picture of the ground anywhere. Any muddy clay like ground they just took a picture of that and said yep it's venus beautiful well thanks science that nasa has plans to go back to venus before the end of the decade thank god for space balloons god i hate <laughs> science so much yep. well at, at least your experiment josh is like promising the guy to my experiment uh he's like uh i don't he's like we'll probably not find anything he's like but that's a good thing because we keep narrowing down We've spent billions of dollars on this project, but we we keep narrowing down what we're not seeing. It's like great, that's good, good job. Th- See, this now, is literally that's, that's something I was that's something I was wondering about with the the whole uh, dark matter thing is, um, kind of why, why does the expansion of the universe matter to you know, anything anything we would ever do? Uh, <clears throat> practically, it doesn't. Um, like theoretically it, it means quite a lot because our it like what we have constructed for things that work in our frame of reference like our scale of things like works pretty well with figuring things out classical mechanics and stuff like that and they haven't figured out a new system to to solve that puzzle on a galactic scale like galaxies moving 
in relative space, uh, relative to other galaxies and so forth. Like it just well, doesn't apply. See now, and now I don't think it the, would ever apply to anything. It would help figure some stuff out. See, Bob. Now, at least the, the whole Venus earthquake thing—that's like kind of step one in terraforming Venus, which will be kind of important when we build the next arc. <laughs> don't worry. I don't expect the flood to happen uh, in our lifetime. Uh, how how they did I said become the Martin Luther of sci- <laughs> like science is the Catholic Church, and I become the guy that nails the the tenants of my own sweet religion under the door yeah, I'm funny with this shitty off-brand science oh, you're gonna have a wind chime at home well that's what you would say that's what you would say i'm very ostracized right now like like the real martin luther right i i i, I doubt that a little but <laughs> <laughs> yeah god sorry so- science breaks my brain one of the most ridiculous parts that I got from this, um, so this guy that they they developed this technology to, it's called laser interferometer gravitational wave interfer like ferrometer basically. I don't know why they say that twice, but they developed this like twenty thirty years ago, and the guy who developed it said that uh, this technology will need to be improved by one hundred million times. For us to for it to be accurate enough to be usable, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well they're not expecting to find anything. There is hardly any gold to this. They're spending fuck tons of money, and they have it's it's the perfect grift. It's the perfect way to scam people, the government, out of they're, money. They're not Ugh. sending anything anywhere. It's but they're, they are they can, they're pretending to hold on. They're going to pretend to send something. They already said it's. One one hundred millionth as strong as it needs to be to actually get data, so then they can just say, "Ah, we didn't get anything." Sorry. Yeah, it's just a money. It's always been a money laundering scam, and they will be revered as uh, thought leaders of their time, scientists of their time, because they discovered nothing and they contributed nothing. But they made a fortune and a fame off of it, and they got to talk on CNN about how dangerous the climate's becoming. We we do need to we need to figure out a way to do like the book the the like the Bible for science <laughs> like like what would the books be it'd be like NASA NASA you know six chapter sixty six well I I'm thinking uh more importantly who's uh, Judas in this this whole endeavor <laughs> ooh who's, who's the science Judas. <laughs> It's got to be somebody that betrays Elon. Actually, Elon's the bad guy now. Maybe Elon's Judas. Maybe Elon is the science Judas. He is turning heel. He is turning heel. Yeah. He's going to be science Judas. Uh, well, I'm waiting for the metaphorical uh, um, crucifixion, uh, whatever version that might take. It might look a little satanic. <laughs> it's probably going to be in Europe. There's the book of dinosaurs. We got to have the book of dinosaurs in science. The book of NASA. You guys need to call in and tell us some more. Uh, we gotta, we gotta create the science bible. <laughs> yeah, call it about your favorite scientists. Oh, I think you that's mean it. I think this week. Right. Well, no, we we have a call. We have a caller oh. in to tell us. Uh, he has a, a question about science. Oh, that's right. Oh, perfect. Praise be. What's the deal with gutters? I don't think you need them. That's like you specifically want your car not to get water on it. You just put it in that one spot. There's no reason for every house to have gunners. Gunners are dumb. I don't want to pay for new gunners. 
No. <laughs> I mean, the, the official submission form is it's supposed to be okay. Hear me out. Gutters are a hoax. This isn't like Seinfeld, but you know, it's, it's okay, Bobby. What's the deal with gutters? <laughs> Actually, what are what is the purpose of gutters? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, he's stumped. Let's hope this would happen. I'm not stumped. Hold on, I think I know. What, I think I know, theory? but okay, I don't know okay. if it makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah, make, make a hypothesis. Yeah, think it's out loud. So you don't get like a billion icicles hanging off the side of your roof. <laughs> like at every. Do you know what I mean? It I puts all the water in one spot, so you don't get like. I'm thinking of a cold weather reason for it. <laughs> Josh's response to that. I don't know the cold weather response. In fact, I think it would be slightly detrimental. I don't know the cold weather living at all. Uh, I feel like you'd get crazy ice, like sheets of ice hanging off like every inch of your house if you didn't have gutters. Yeah, but wouldn't they just break off with the weight of the ice? No, dude, up. they get fucking wild sometimes. Okay. They can get big. Okay, so uh, basically in warm weather climate, if it says just water running off the roof of your house and stuff like that, for uh, typically like the taller it is, or even if it's like a single story, you have a lot of height. You know, the water's falling very far, and it corrodes the the dirt and the and the soil around your foundation, and it starts corroding the foundation. Basically, like you're destroying your house in the most critical location possible if you don't do uh, that. So you're trying to pour it away from the yeah. away from the dirt around the foundation. Or, ah, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That's probably a better reason than the icicle thing. If you have concrete, stuff like that around, it's totally fine. But if if there's dirt mo- like mostly around your house, then yeah, you're you should put on some gutters. It'll it'll save you in the long run. Yeah, so if like the one percent of people there who doesn't live with like the, the five hundred meters around their house being exclusively concrete have fun with your gutters. <laughs> Josh, fuck you. <laughs> City living over here. All right. I hope that satisfies your curiosity, Bobby, on why gutters might might be necessary. Here's a tip. Don't fucking grow trees above your gutters, and then you won't have to fucking get shit out of them all the time. How about that? Huh? Fucking dumbass. Does collect a lot of leaves. Yeah. That does suck. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. Also, I respect your opinion and whatever else you said about me. Whatever, fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat. You've got mail. What the fuck?